1: After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. I woke up to a text from you this morning saying this exactly. How the fuck do the Leafs lose to the Chicago Blackhawks? I think that's where Craig's head is a little bit this morning.
0: First thing I'll say is um, if you were in a job and you had to be on at your job at, at eight o'clock. Would you be phoning your boss and saying, Hey boss, uh, listen, I'm up and at him this morning, but, uh, I'm a little bit slow here today. I'm going to go grab a coffee and that'll be there in about 20 minutes. Okay. How would that go over with the, uh, with your job how do you think that would work out
1: i would have to imagine that if the boss understood my value to the company he would kind of let me roll at my own yeah my own you know desire oh okay because from what i understand from the analogy that you're giving me the fucking company doesn't work without me (laughs) let
0: me tell you something can always be replaced
1: (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah uh, I'm going to be away Friday. We can't do a show. Well, no, we we can, but I won't. I won't do a show without you. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I needed to go get a coffee. I was dragging ass this morning, and the one that I had that was made at home was absolutely adequate and fantastic, but I just wanted more. Okay. All right. So I appreciate the extra 11 minutes. You kindly... Granted me 15 extra minutes this morning to go and grab a coffee at my local coffee shop. And one of the mailmen locally who I see in there, I don't know, every other week was in there. He's a big hockey fan and he listens to the podcast. Military veteran, thank you for your service. But he says to me, so are we keeping Benson after the nine games or what? So we'll talk about that today. I like that. So I was texting with someone the other day, and we were talking about Zach Benson. And he's a hockey guy. He's a coach, and um, he he was basically commenting on our discussion about how the fact that an eighteen-year-old player made the roster with when the team has such high expectations. Like that's where the conversation started, and then so, you know, and just finish. That's well, where it should start and finish. Well, it doesn't finish there because he's two games in. He's got two points. He's on pace for 82. His Hall of Fame career started. Well, guess what? It's not basically just about Zach Benson, right?
0: I Do you understand gonna, what I mean by that? I don't have okay. any idea. So and I bet
1: anybody listening right now is like, oh boy. So, um, Owen Power, you know, you How can, long is you this going to be... take? Because I still got to finish my point, too. Okay, you go ahead. You you go (laughs) ahead. I'm going to write mine down because I'm going to forget it for sure. Make sure you write it down. So after we, we had gotten over the emotions of that, we had kind of gone to, well, what are they going to do with them? Because Kevin Constantine, the coach of his team, and this is something that we didn't bring up five episodes ago because we just, but Kevin Constantine did something against team policy or Hockey Canada or just, just. Moral policy and has been permanently suspended or indefinitely suspended, which basically means fired after doing an investigation. What does that mean for him in his junior season? Is part of that why he's here? I'm not saying he hasn't earned it on merit, but where do you send him? Do you send him back to that disaster? So this guy says to me, Just do what they did with Shane Wright. Spread out his nine games. Like, get him to game five or six. Change up the lineup. Throw in, you know, Jost and another extra or whatever. And then you, you know, you spread his nine games out to maybe Thanksgiving. Send him to the minors for a couple weeks, which you can do for a two-week conditioning stint. Then send him to World Junior Camp. Send him back to Junior after that or get him traded to a a, a team in junior that's going to make a run for the Memorial Cup, but bring him back up at the end of the year. It's it's a lot of bouncing around, but in the grand scheme of things, it, it could be a new development model for young prospects like this because the American League isn't an option. Because let's be honest, Zach Benson practicing with this team until December is better than going to play junior, in my opinion. I disagree. Okay.
0: You know, listen, I mean, the, uh, being in the environment for a certain amount of time is going to benefit a young a young player, but having a player not play is not good. He's got a very, very, very long career ahead of him. Why are we going to stifle okay, and are we slow stuck? down his development? It would not be my choice to have Zach Benson on this team this year. It would not be my choice. We're, we're talking about the high expectations that the Buffalo Sabres have. And you're bringing in an 18-year-old immature, physically, mentally, emotionally kid who's not played at this level before. And you uh, you haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. You have a team, Alex Tuck, Skinner, um, thompson cousins you know middle stat there are players that have played you know some time in this league that are that are taken off they're gone to another level why can't you support that group with older players this is the youngest team in the league dylan cousins is only 22 Zach Benson, 18, J.J. or uh, Peyton Krebs is 22, uh, J.J. Paterka is 21, Jack I Quinn have, is 22. Have, here's like, this is a young pertains- team. Why can't you support the team okay. and go out and make a move?
1: Well, this, is, this question goes along with exactly what you're saying. When is Pat Kane supposed to be ready?
0: Why is Pat Kane's name continuing over and over and over and over and over to come up here? Because he's
1: about to decide where he's going to go and tell me why that wouldn't be the perfect fit. It wouldn't be the perfect fit. Okay, fine. I don't want to get into this debate today. We've had this debate, and it's it's until something happens. All I'm saying is it wouldn't be the perfect fit for the for the Buffalo Sabers. Just like it wasn't the it wasn't the perfect fit for the the Rangers. Have you liked Benson, Middlestad, and Greenway? Yes in the offensive zone. Well they're plus ben, players, so they're obviously uh they're obviously okay in the defensive zone too. So don't you think Patrick Kane on that line instead of Benson would take that line to the next, as you would say, Laval? That's your that's your veteran winger in that spot or Playing with cousins in Paterka, like Olafson. Do you know how many people have messaged our show saying Olafson has to go, and 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 he just has to go. Why? And maybe that's why does he have to go? Part, though he's a very talented play. hockey player. But maybe. You know why he has to go?
0: No, you. You, you need to tell me why Olsson has to go when he's he scored twenty eight goals last year and he skates exceptionally well. Oh, he's same, got great reason hockey why, IQ. same reason why. Same reason why. Tell guy me like,
1: why he has to go. Same reason why it's tough to win with a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk or Keith Yandel or all these guys that still put up points. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't make anybody better. He doesn't he's not he does not make me confident defensively. If he's four feet from the boards and there's a hit to be made, he will not make it. He won't eliminate a player. He's perimeter. He's has scored one goal that I can recall in all the years that he's been here from the you know, the blue paint as they call it or the creases you call it if you were born in the 80s, but from the crease, and that was last year against Toronto. Because I remember you made a stink about it when you came on the show. You're like, Victor Olsen scored from the front of the net. Guy won't pay the price. Not asking to fight. I'm not even asking to turn him into a hitter. Just asking him to, to be willing to pay the price for the better sake of the team, and he doesn't. So for $4.5 I would rather pay Pat Kane that. Because I actually think you could get him. And I also think you say, why is Victor Olofsson on this team? He scored 28 goals. You want to know why? Because people see the same thing that you and I see. Smart hockey men and women, but smart, there's more men in this league, but smart hockey GMs and scouts, when they say, hey, Buffalo wants to talk about moving Olafson. Go watch Olafson play. He's got 17, 20 goals in 43 games. You know, he scored 30 last year. Let's go see what he's what he does. That scout's going to go back and say, oh my God. Yeah, he's great on the power play if you give him the puck. But everywhere else on the ice, he's a fucking liability. He's going to cost us. Okay, well, let's not go for him then. I'd rather go for the other guy who doesn't score. Like, Miles Wood got way overpaid. Who's the other kid that left Toronto? Bunting got way overpaid. That's a lot of money for those guys. Take them all day, every day over Victor Olofsson, who can score 30-plus goals in this league, and tell me why. Because they're real hockey players. No pushback in the first three seconds. I mean, that's that, that sounds like there's not much disagreement coming from your end. Nice guy, though. Listen, I have talked about Victor Olsson for quite some time.
0: I don't want to sit here and beat a dead horse. You're talking about Patrick. Kane. I'll edit. I'll edit all that out then. You're talking about Patrick Kane. And you're going to bring Patrick Kane into this hockey team. Where does he fit in? Okay. And are we bringing in another player that's just exactly like all the rest? It's highly the skilled, only difference is, highly the talented. Only difference. What's the difference? What's the difference?
1: You already know the difference. I don't. No, I don't. I would rather don't. have have a guy with the the experience, same player, but the experience that he has. Same player. Work work so around that in with his, the other uh, players.
0: Work around pure, that with the other players. Here's the thing. That's what happened in New York. They brought in literally the same type of players. They brought in Tarasenko. They brought in Kane. They already have Panarin. They already have Jad. They already have all uh, Kapokaku. They have Lafreniere. They have the same type of players. They're all the same type of players. That's why they struggled. Even though they're super highly skilled,
1: they struggled to make it by the teams that have... Well, a- okay, that's fine. Then figure out a different way because I would like Patrick Kane here. I want him here. So whether it's for something to watch or a cool story or the fact that I think that he still has a cool story. I don't want something to watch. I I want to win. I want to win. He still has something to offer. And Patrick Kane was the first overall pick who's won three Stanley Cups, has played a thousand games in this league. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Why would we not want him on this team? 16 years ago. Oh, fuck off with that. He's got. He has at least three more good years, and by good years, I mean get me a player
0: that will play at a high level, skilled with sandpaper. That's what this team needs. We've talked about this literally for I don't know how many years. I'm so sick and tired of it. Like I got shit on from some guy on Twitter because he thinks I'm I'm negative. I'm not negative. I've I've actually enjoyed and agree with all the things that kevin adams has done but i think that he's lacking to to do something in areas that you need is patrick kane the right guy is he the right guy if we had a fourth line that played like vegas or a fourth line that played like Tampa Bay's did when they won the Stanley Cup. They had guys that would fight. They want to hit. They want to block shots. They want to get angry and nasty and aggressive. If you have that fourth line, then Patrick Kane is exactly who you want. But guess what? We don't have that type of fourth line. We do not have that type of fourth line. So therefore, to bring in Patrick Kane to me is just adding another player where we're gonna have four lines of the same type of player. They're skilled, you know, they they they're not overly physical. There's nobody on this team, nobody on this team that are is actually out there reading. What's going on in the game, maybe a fight is is warranted, maybe some a little bit of chirping and 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 making other teams feel uncomfortable. We just don't have that and and it's desperately needed and it, it's not happening with one player. It's not happening with one player. You can't go out and just sign Ryan Reeves like Toronto did and now all of a, all of a sudden your team's tough. That's not how it works. the team and the way that they play is going to be it it's going to be told from the coach this is how you're going to play i don't give a shit how skilled you are you're going to play this way cuz this is the way that we're going to win games being the hardest team to play against and also utilizing our skills cuz that's how highly skilled we are think teams in the league talk about the Buffalo Sabres is one of the hardest, nastiest teams to play against,
1: and they're skilled. If I were a coach coaching against the Buffalo Sabres, I would be basically saying, you know, be ready for a fast-paced game of shinny. That's what I'd say to about this, about this team. And I think I'd say, if you want to take their will away, hit them. Body check them finish every check on him. Yep, Get nasty with them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's it. It only takes two players on a team to really control the entire game when it comes to intimidation. I've never, I've never seen a larger group of chicken shits in my entire life. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, this all goes back to the,
0: the Zach Benson and why he's here. He's here because he he has played well enough to play games in the NHL. But is that the right move for the hockey team? Maybe not for Zach Benson. He's played well enough to play here. He's given himself an opportunity to play games in the NHL at age 18. Is that the right move for the team? And we're talking about a team where the expectations are to make the playoffs. And if you don't make the playoffs, it's a bust season. We haven't been able to say that for years here in Buffalo because it's all been about, you know, building and learning and developing mind, body, everything else. Give them time. Give them time. Well, the time is now. There has been enough developing. There has been enough. There's been enough long agonizing waits for this team to get to where it is now this team is a hell of a hockey team insanely good but to bring in an 18 year old to start our season is basically showing me that kevin adams is saying you know what we need another year we need another year because we're not ready to win yet that's what it, that's what that says to me, because if you're there to make the playoffs and if you're there to win every game and be a team that wants to win the Stanley cup, Zach Benson's not your guy. Yeah. Well, there should have been a trade in the off season to bring in one veteran goddamn hockey player. You're going to tell me you're going to start the season with the exact same lineup on the forward line as what you had last year. This is not negative. This is not me being negative. This is me being like, I've watched enough, just like every other Sabres fan, to understand that Dylan Cousins is not a... a, I know he's young. He's 22 years old. But he's also played three full seasons in the NHL. Cage Thompson's 25. Jeff Skinner's 31. uh, Alex Tuck's 27. It is time for this team to have support. And when I mean support, support's not going to be coming from Zach Benson. It's going to be coming from another 28, 29-year-old hockey player that's played in the league a a number of years, that's played in the playoffs, that understands the ups and downs and all arounds, and that is going to be a huge supporting staff for a young group of players that haven't played in the playoffs and for friggin' ever.
1: No, no. Well, listen, the only thing I lost our our older,
0: our older player and Jeff Skinner is 31 years old. Are we supposed to rely on Jeff Skinner to tell us how to make the playoffs? He's never played in the playoffs in his entire career. How is that even possible? 13 years. (laughs)
1: Am I that wrong? Baker's, that makes a Baker's dozen for you, Craig. That makes a Baker dozen.
0: <laughs> they need they need some guys. It's not just Kyle Poso and Zemgus Gergensen, who hasn't made the freaking playoffs either. He hasn't made the playoffs since he's been here. He's been here for like a gazillion years. Who has hasn't the made most the playoff games on so this So who team? are we supposed to rely on? Zemgus who Gergensen?
1: Most, who has the most playoff games on this team experience? Just out of here, side topic. Do you know? I'd have to say Clifton probably has a few. Um,
0: I would say it would be Eric Johnson. Oh and, yeah, and and I would say Connor Clifton, the two players that you brought in, because everybody <laughs> else hasn't played the playoffs. We haven't. The last time we made the playoffs, I was Talk on has the bloody a team. Talk has a bunch. A bunch. How many does he have? Well, uh. F-
1: He's 66 playoff games already. Holy jumping! Does he really? Yes. That's a lot. That is a lot.
0: That's a that's a hell. Well, he played a 20 playoff season, a 20 playoff season, and a 19 playoff season. It's a lot of playoff games, right there. And and he did pretty darn good too. But anyway, I mean, so you Jordan, got three players Jordan on the Greenway, entire
1: team. Jordan Greenway has 22 games. He's, I mean, that's listen. Paterka, Nanya, Okiharyu, Nandalin, Power, Oposo, Oposo. One, it's been a long time since Oposo's seen, yeah, 24. He's been here for Johnson, Eric Johnson. T got 55 and a cup. Jeff Skinner, Gergensen, Olafson Connor Clifton. 46 games. Take that. That's basically it. Three that's basic- Basically, uh, Okposo too. I said Ocposo. I said it's just been a while, so he's okay. It's almost like listen. It's almost like if he were a virgin, then made the playoffs, and then he's been out of the playoffs so long that his virginity actually grew back. Grew back his playoff virginity. So that's so- all I'm saying. I I don't have a problem.
0: Don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with Zach Benson. He's played very well. It's an awesome sign for this, this organization moving forward with this young player, he's going to be a fantastic player in like five years from now. He's going to be, wow, this, this kid is awesome. I'm talking about this year. There are expectations for this team to make the playoffs. This team is ready to make the playoffs. And for me, I just don't think that there was enough done in the off season to put this team in the confidence side of things to to get to where they need to be. That's just my opinion. And I'm not talking oh. about changing three four forwards. I'm talking about changing a forward or two in this lineup. Like Z- Victor Olsen, this season, I too, told this, I told you this. I like Victor Olofsson. He is a highly skilled, talented hockey player, skates very well. His shot is next level. He scores goals in this league, but he should not be playing on the team. And that's just my opinion. Obviously the Sabres think, think something different, but I think that Victor Olofsson could be moved to a team that would love to have him and, and a for us to acquire something that is a different type of player that would help our team because we have so much skill and hockey IQ.
1: Well, there's a point I wanted to make before we move on, and that is just about Jordan Greenway. Yeah. He has been the most physical player on the team for the first two games and i'd okay. love it even i would love him to con- continue to but that's but that's also to, and that's where i'm going to say yes i would like him to continue to push that too and he should because people will be scared shitless of him in this league he's mm-hmm. so big and strong that it that's all that's all that requires is if you're willing to just show us a, show a little bit of you know fire players will back off nowadays 15 20 years ago a guy like me would have gone and tamed him right down right they don't mm-hmm. exist anymore okay Yep. So the problem with that is it's a lot of pressure to have on one player. It's a lot of pressure. Like for Jordan Greenway to sit there and say, holy shit, man. Like like it's hard enough every single night to go out as a six-foot-six player, 230 pounds and play every night. Like it take, it requires a lot of fucking energy. So to do that night in and night out and be the only guy relied upon to go out and provide all the physicality when really he's also a very good hockey player too. So he shouldn't be running around like there's, there's, there's no puck out there. So it's a very interesting spot for him too because it's unfair for him to have to sustain that all by himself. And I don't know where else it's going to come from. Well, does Devin does Devin Levi start for his third straight game of the season? I think so.
0: I th- I think uh I think so. Um from what I read uh Paul Hamilton Mike Harrington um um basically stating that he was in the he was in net and in the 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 lone net where the other two are sharing the net because we have three goaltenders on our team. Um, which is, which is just to me, absolutely ridiculous, but I understand it. I understand why. Um, but, uh, Devin Levi, if he's ready to go and he's had a couple days in between the last game against the Islanders, man, it's, uh, I think Devin Levi as a, as a, as a real young buck, he would love for his team to play better in front of him. I'll tell you that right now. That's, that's kind of what I think and the energy and um just needs to go up you're not going to keep down that tuck thompson and skinner line they're just too damn good god they were so good last year and last year's last year and it's a brand new season and you're going to have your ups and downs but man they're just too they're just too talented if they put the work in good things are going to happen i know that that's probably what uh Don Granado is saying is there man there's no pressure just go out and play go out and play and do the things that you do best. Don't cut corners, okay Don't cut corners just go out and play the right way and you will get rewarded.
1: so um it's a big game this next one It's a big game I'm like every every game him. I'm nervous for him not nervous about him if that makes any sense to you.
0: Uh, no, you're going to have to explain that when you're okay. nervous, happily,
1: I'm nervous for him, but I'm not nervous about the fact that he's playing that, like the, the win for me doesn't come down to him playing or not. I'm just nervous for him because of the fact that, you know, if they lose and it's not his fault, but if they lose and, and they lose like four, two, four, three, he lets in three, maybe one's a squeaker and then there's an empty netter, man's going to start weighing on him. Because when he left here at the end of the year and they had the year-end meetings, he came here from Northeastern, he left here, I mean, you would, he was on a Mount Rushmore of, of Buffalo Sabres players already. Yeah. I mean, he might have, I don't know who he poofed off, Hasek, LaFontaine, Razor, RJ, I mean, Gilbert, I don't know who he kicked off, but Levi was up there. They were selling jerseys for this kid, I mean... I'm just nervous for him because I know everyone says he's so dialed in, he's so dialed in, but has he yeah. actually faced Adver- this kind of the, pressure the,
0: the, the adversity that any kind of might adversity be coming.
1: that his that that at the pinnacle at the absolute pinnacle you know? So yeah, I just don't want to see it start to pile up on him.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that—that's something that I'm sure the uh, coaching staff will monitor. Um, there's going to be a point in time where he's going to need a mental break. Maybe not the physical side of things, the physical break, but the mental break is maybe what's going to catch up to him more than anything. Because, you know, when you look at uh, you know what he has done throughout his his career, and you look at what he has done.
1: You know, Greg, I, I, I gotta cut in, you. In D one, if, if, if there was actually a veteran goaltender here, would he have and should he have started opening night at home? No. Like 100%. that was all about hype. And and the thing is, is that he never should he probably should hindsight. It's very easy for me to say this. And do I think that either one of the other goalies deserved it more than him? No. But at the same time, they didn't deserve it any less. He just fucking got here. He, he, he was given this when he was traded.
0: Yeah. It's just, to me... Well, where he's going to get to is he's going to play a lot of games in a season that he has never played in his entire life. I go back to when he was playing Bantam hockey, okay? Bantam hockey. In those seasons, um, going back to the CCHL, which is a junior hockey league. He was probably 17 at the time. He played 37 games that year for that team. Then he then he went and played for Northeastern. Okay? In 2021-22 he played 32 games, which is a college schedule. The season after that, which was last year, he played 34 games. Okay? How many games do you think he's supposed to play this year? 40
1: He's got is he going to play half the games three under his belt in the first week of the season.
0: But how many how many do you think that they have him plan to play 40 50 55 50. Okay, well, a 50 game schedule in the NHL is like playing 75 in college. You understand the, it's not the as travel much recovery time between games. There's 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 very little recovery time they play you play in the nhl ultimately almost every second day where you might have a schedule where you have 3 days off which is not very often you're playing in a in a 30 in a 30 day month you're playing 15 games you're playing 14 games you're playing almost every second day in college you're playing on the weekend play two games on a weekend Then you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's a a big, big difference. So they're going to have to monitor that. I know they are. I mean, this is what they do. This is what these these teams do is put put these young players in situations, see how they say they don't know how it's going to go. Okay. Cause every player is individual. Devin Levi seems to be a very special young man and how he deals with just kind of life in general, very, very mature, very methodical. Um, But he's going to be tested this year. It's, it's going to be a very, very tough test for him. Um, Well, if you're going to hope the best for him, all I can say is if you're going to, if you're going to put a kid and I mean, a kid in that situation,
1: well, tell me tell me, why he, tell me why he doesn't start play tell me why he does start to play t- some defense in front of him tell me why he doesn't play tonight thursday saturday and monday that's an every other day schedule he could play the first 7 games of the season the next 4 games are at home he could play all of those yeah that will that will depend
0: on the successes in those games and how he plays is he is he getting Who's humbled by option Tampa. are they going
1: UPL or Comrie? Who is the next option?
0: Hundred percent, it's going to be Comrie. Hundred percent,
1: really? No, where's UPL?
0: Is he done or what? Uh, I wouldn't say he's done. Um,
1: Ain't done here.
0: I don't know. Fuck, three goals. Nor do man. I care. All I know is. Comrie seems to be the player that has elevated his game to be the guy who is next up. You can't play Devin Levi the first seven games of the season.
1: Sure you can. They're every other day. You can play the first seven They're every other day. There's no back-to-backs. Uh... Like I had just spoke to you before about the
0: success that he had in D1 hockey and in junior hockey, you're playing two games a week. Now you're going to tell me that you're going to put a kid in there that's going to play upwards of four, maybe even five a week.
1: Dude, I want him to play all fucking 82 this year if he okay. can. Why? why well, not? you know what? Listen, Vasilevsky back in the all... day
0: when uh, Tampa Bay was just rolling teams and dominating, you could play Vasilevsky 82 games, just like you could play Marty Berdur. How many did he play? 72 games a year? Well, he, he got 14 shots a game. <laughs> he didn't even go down on his knees.
1: All right. Well, not looking New too Jersey far Because New Jersey
0: was so good defensively that Marty Berder wasn't tired. Not looking too you far to kicks You had to kick, save because he didn't go down on his knees because he didn't have to. Tampa
1: Bay. Tonight. Today. October 17th. Calgary Thursday. It concerns me. Tampa Calgary's... Bay got spanked in Ottawa. Calgary Thursday. Where's Montreal. Oh, Calgary's. Oh, Calgary. Okay, they're there they are. Uh, Sorry, I was looking up where Calgary was in the standings. Um, And then you have Montreal and Ottawa. Or Islanders, Montreal. Sorry, Islanders, Montreal. And then Ottawa's after that. Don't know. We go back to this saying,
0: when your team is playing really, really well, and your confidence level is sky high. You look at the schedule, and everything seems ah, no big deal, not a problem. We can beat any one of these teams. And then all of a sudden, when you don't play well, and your team struggles, and you look at the you look at the schedule ahead of you, and every team seems like it's going to be a difficult game. That's you know that's when you know. Where you're in a a tough situation, because when you're looking at the Montreal Canadiens, okay, and you're looking at a Mon- Montreal Canadiens team, where you're like, oh, that's gonna be a tough one.
1: That shouldn't be a tough one. That should not be a tough game. Bullshit. Bullshit. I I, I don't. Yes, I don't. Uh, Montreal is not a tap in anymore, in my opinion. I just don't think that's the case but I think they have a good team. Why do you say that? What
0: what have they done that you're just like, holy jump, man?
1: Montreal Canadiens are unbelievable. I didn't say they're unbelievable, but you already said earlier that any team can beat anybody these days. So (laughs) in reality, if the Sabres just show up, if Montreal just plays more physical than Buffalo, they have a good chance to win. That's it. Arbor Jacke could scare the entire shit out of this whole team. And he's actually a pretty fucking good player too. Just saying. So
0: yeah. Yeah, I, listen. I mean, I I look at I look at Montreal and and it's just like wow. We got to worry about Montreal. Then we got serious freaking problems. Serious problems. I don't think it's I don't think it's a great hockey team. I think they're a transition team. I think they're.
1: Um, working through th- well, some things. They're a bottom team in the league. Maybe What'd that's the one win. Maybe that's the one win that the guy that messaged our show, he said he's got them going one and eight in October. One and eight? That's what he said. Man. I don't want to be that negative. Two games. I'm going to go back two games, but he said one and eight. I'm like, come on. Come on. They could have won that Islanders game. The Rangers outplayed Buffalo by far. Could have won the Islanders game. I think they win tonight at home. I really do. I think they beat the Islanders at home. Calgary is interesting. Well, what if they don't? No. What if the Sabers don't win? Well, then we'll talk is there about still, it. Tomorrow. When,
0: like, when is the panic button start to at least be tapped? At least you're hovering
1: your hand over, you know, the button. I don't. I don't know. For the sake of optimism. Not not tomorrow if they lose tonight. How's that? Just because I I, think I this can't. Team's
0: far too good to 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 go on a early season skid. I don't give a rat's behind. They lost their first two games. They did not play well. Okay, okay. so what? You got eighty games to to figure this out. This is a really 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 talented hockey team. They just need to up that uh, that compete level.
1: You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills. Just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to com for more details. I was driving down the highway yesterday. All of a sudden, I don't know where my caution light goes on my dashboard, and it says tire pressure low. I just assumed it's been cold, weather's starting to change, maybe some air, you know, tires a little low. i got to put some air in it. Happens all the time. Yep. I get home. I change quickly. I'm on my way to my son's soccer game. I get on the highway, going on the ramp, it's raining, and I start to slide. Like, my back tire is now starting to, like, I'm starting to slide around on the back. And all of a sudden, it starts going, boom boom boom. So I have a full-blown flat tire. It's not like I have just air pressure out. My tire's done. So I pull over. I was just going to throw some air in it and just try to get to my son's soccer game. That's where I was headed. Luckily, I asked the guy at the garage, I said, is there an air pump anywhere? He looked at my tire and he said, you can't throw air in that said, if you throw air in that and start to drive with it, it will explode and you'll crash. So he says, do you have a spare? I said, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I don't know. He opens my trunk, shuffles through all the shit in my trunk, finds the spare, says, we'll put it on for you. Jacks my car up, changes my spare, charges me $8, and I go on my way. I make it to the soccer game on time. My point is, Had I filled it up with air, blown a tire, and gotten in a car crash, I would have called Salino Law, 800-555-5555. So now I'm driving around with a donut. Car crash, call Salino. I'm just going to say this again. The NHL app sucks big time. You used to be able to click on a guy's name, and you could go down the whole stat thing. You can't do any of that anymore. This thing is its absolute shit. One word. One word what? One word. To describe the app? Fired. Well, they do it every year. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. They screwed up their website. I won't even go on their website. Whoever, whoever the did app this. sucks. Yeah. Whoever did this should be
0: fired. I am not joking. I'm the not joking. The last one
1: sucked, but it was way better than this one. This is very hard to navigate through. You're, you're I trying can't to find stuff. And it's do you remember crazy. how you would just click on the team and you could see their ice time and the stats? Yes. The, yeah. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. I have no I, I'm trying to find. I scroll to the bottom, getting carpal tunnel, fucking holding this phone, just trying to scroll through. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to navigate as I talk through here. Game center? Is it through game center? No. Nope. That's not it. I don't get it. Game recap? No, I don't want to watch a video. Oh, fuck off. Okay. Anyway, you wanted to talk about the Leafs losing to Chicago?
0: Well, listen, I mean, there's no pile on. Um, I'm not even going to talk about just necessarily the, the Leafs. We actually spoke about this. The worst teams in the league can beat the best teams in the league. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are like, yeah, right, buddy. So all that came to fruition, watching the Anaheim Ducks, who are clearly one of the worst teams in the league, just like they were last year they beat carolina hurricanes now carolina for me is is my stanley cup winner this year that's how deep they are i mean they have the best defense core hands down in the nhl not a team not a team that comes close their overall team is 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 stacked and they lost to the anaheim ducks 5 to 2 Sitting there scratching my head and I'm like, Well, you know what? This type of stuff only happens a couple times a year. Then I sit down last night and I'm watching the Toronto Maple Leafs play Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks at home and lose four to one. They look four terrible to one.
1: too. Do you see the do you see how bad defensively they were when Chicago? I mean, Corey Perry's breakaway chance. Heck, man. Yeah,
0: We're talking Chicago Blackhawks are clearly, are clearly going to be a top bottom three team in the NHL this year and go and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs four to one in their own building. It's just, it it is staggering. Mind-blowing.
1: How is Bedard? Um, very,
0: very underwhelming. Um, you can see that he has um a very, very impressive offensive skill set. When he has the puck on his tape, he is dangerous everywhere. Um, but you can you watch him play and he, you can tell that he is just he is just a kid. He is just a kid playing in the best league in the world and he struggles at time when he does not have the puck and he's uh, he's on defense, he's, it looks like he's resting. It looks like he's resting and then biding his time. And when it's time to go on offense, he is, he's a bottle rocket. He's gone. But um, he, he, you know, here I have two things. Number one, he's going to be a very impressive player. He he is very very talented. Number two, I feel I, I almost got to a point where I was thinking about like emailing uh, a letter to the NHL. They have got to stop, or or to Chicago, they have to stop interviewing this kid constantly. I mean, they're going to ruin this kid. He is an 18 year old. Very, very young man. He is overwhelmed in the sense that all of this stuff that he is being dragged to do is taking away a little bit from his game on the ice. And I understand that the NHL is a hype machine and they are trying to hype this kid like he is the next. He is the next special player. But man, let this kid, breeze. Please, just, let just, this kid breathe. Please let this kid breathe. It's way
1: too much. It's way I, too much. Do you
0: feel the same way? Or I am do. My seeing this, am I, seeing this I do, but I
1: think he's, you know what? I think he's handling it really well. I mean, really, really well. I just wonder if he if he goes home and just wants to snap because it's just I mean, he's banging. I'm just watching him. He's banging his stick on the boards already. I mean, like there's no need to be jamming this kid into the spotlight he's already got the spotlight he's the number one overall pick and he's been praised since he was 12 but man it's like find another storyline there are still other really good players in this league yes yes my god like i just
0: you gotta let him breathe you really gotta let him breathe and i know that he's special and um but you're really going to wear him down. And it's not going to be the first 25, 30, 40 games of the season, but you are going to see a major dip in his game, you know, from 40 to 60, 65, there's going to be a big
1: dip because he's just going to get run down mentally. Well, Corey Perry, you know, in his interview after the game, he said, it's a hard league to play in at 18, 19, He said, so there's going to be ups and downs and we just got to coach him up. And I mean, that's why he's there. That's why Taylor Hall was there. Like you, you went on this Taylor Hall stinks and all this. That's fine. But the point is, is he's there to, to kind of explain the pressure, explain the circumstances, explain all of that. Cause he went, which Taylor all knows everything he knows about it. Right. Yeah, he's really only had one season that's probably lived up to the hype of Taylor Hall, and that was when he was in New Jersey. Yeah, when he won the Hart Trophy. Yeah, we'll talk about more about Corey Perry in that Leaf game in the uh, Seneca side notes. You might want to hear this one. Gonna have a bit of a. I don't want to say I'm. I'm gonna go off the cuff not going to lose my shit. I'm just going to have a very strong opinion on something that that I just feel very strongly about. So that'll come out later after this pod. But I'm very curious to see what you think about what I'm going to say. And I don't want you to just disagree with me for the sake of disagreeing with me, please. I would like real, honest opinion on my thought thanks for listening to after the whistle presented by seneca buffalo creek casino and that is that oh you know he's outgrown junior he's too good for junior well if he's too good for junior what good is it going back and playing at that level then That's like me when I was in the NHL going and playing men's league. I'm I'm not trying to be funny. I'm I'm just saying it's like me going back Mm -hmm. and play like you dominate. (laughs) Sorry, I did have to slide that that part in there. (laughs) (laughs) you You don't understand my point at all. I don't even know what what you're asking. You haven't well, even just, asked
0: a question. You talked for fifteen minutes, talking about his
1: coach of his team, and he got well, fired. There's, there's a lot of. Bench, there's a lot. I don't of even variables. know the question. Ask there, me the damn question. There, I'm, I'm not really asking you the question. I'm just kind of telling you. There's a lot of variables with this kid. A lot of. I thought there was. Options. I thought there was a question
0: that was supposed to be asked at the end of it. Not really. Or are you just making a statement? I don't even know the statement you're making.